0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, vegans of all ages, welcome, vegan kings and queens and everything in between, I'm glad you're here. you guys already arguing in the comments? Come on. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can't
1: fuck themselves. Can't fuck themselves.
0: This is a channel of so hard vegans. This is a channel for vegans. This, this is a channel just for you. <laughs> well, I just look. I don't know what you're doing in the chat when I'm not around. How do I know? Getters. you beautiful goddamn vegans how have you gotten so be- how have you have you gotten more beautiful since the last time i saw you i think you have you know that's what i love i i, I forgot to mute emma's mic i can hear her laughing in the background that's funny i was like oh, at least somebody's laughing uh, that's always a good. It's always a good sign. Um, I want to say thank you immediately f- to our Patreon supporters. If you aren't a Patreon supporter, are you even a real vegan? Like, I mean, come on. Or a member, a channel member. There's all sorts of ways to support. You could even go to veganofcourse.net and uh, and pick up an activist T-shirt or some other type of paraphernalia, even a sticker of some kind. And if you are broke. If you're really destitute you can just like this video right now in fact everyone can like this video right now and help the algorithm god find us more vegans to join our ranks because as you know this is a channel for vegans only and if you're a carny in the chat right now please kindly gtfo because i'll just ban you anyway thanks um i normally would talk about the news today but uh it's just all about Donald J. Trump. And uh, we've already talked about that. If you watch the morning show, we talked a little bit about that. He's getting his comeuppance. It's one of those things, you know, uh, however you feel about it. That's just what's going on in the news. Other than that, there's just that shooting that happened near my house. And who wants to talk about that anymore? I'm all about Friday chill. You know, Every Friday, I have a wonderful guest who will kind of let us get to know a new vegan, a new vegan face, a fresh vegan face, you know. We get to know new vegans on Fridays and then just blend into the weekend. And then I'll see you on Sunday for Vegan Sunday School. So um, this week, we've got a really cool uh, vegan content creator. She's doing really cool stuff. Her name is Emma Schwartz. I think that's how she pronounced it. She probably—I'm guessing—she she demands that we pronounce it the proper German way. Schwartz. <laughs> Emma. Emma is her first name, and she is uh, an awesome creator. She's part of, or she is, Veganography on. Um, On Instagram all her links are already in the show notes and I hope that you uh, your guest is based already see we already got love for our guest if you share the love for our guest and you want to make her feel welcome please put some green hearts or any kind of positive emojis in the chat because I'm gonna bring her on right now now oh no that didn't work let's try it again right now that worked (laughs) Sorry. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Hello.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here.
0: Well, I'm super stoked you're here. You know, um, you seem like a really positive go lucky person. And that's exactly the kind of vibes that I need on a Friday, you know, after a, a week of a week of dealing with uh, carnies and, uh, and trolls, you know.
1: I totally know how you feel. That's exactly how my week has been too. Just dealing with the trolls in the comments. So Indeed. let's just have a positive Friday after. That's
0: <laughs> what I'm thinking. Friday all day. That's how I roll. Exactly. <laughs> Emma, I I always give. I'm I'm kind of known across the land for giving horrible introductions. Could you introduce yourself so we can uh, get going?
1: Sure. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Emma. Uh, you can pronounce my last name Schwartz, absolutely however i do live in america and in america we say
0: schwarz it's kind of lame so it's It's not not lame i mean (laughs) Schwartz. i think it's um (laughs) sorry i lived in germany for a long time so i speak german and like so when i see it i'm like i gotta say it the way that
1: yes you are absolutely correct so yes that is definitely the german way to say it so thank you what part of america um, do you
0: are you where you where you are you from
1: yeah um i currently live in boise idaho which is a pretty stark land for vegans gotta say not a lot of vegan stuff going on in boise idaho but that's you know why we're here because we want to spread the love to all the lands that need to hear it
0: <laughs> yes, indeed boise idaho <laughs> Yeah, Boise, Idaho. There used to be a chip company. There used to be Boise chips. Boise's are oboisterous. Oh yes, because they're known I've... for potatoes.
1: Yes, we are definitely known for potatoes, which are vegan, so we're halfway there, I guess.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever hear about the? Um, have you ever heard about the the potato that walked into a bar in Vegas looking for another potato prostitute? and the prostitute and <laughs> and so he goes to the bartender and he says are there any prostitutes in this place in this bar you know and and all of a sudden a potato down on the other side of the bar says Idaho
1: <laughs> nice that's very clever love it
0: you never i thought cuz you're in Idaho i thought maybe i didn't make it up emma it's not like i
1: Oh, totally. I've definitely heard. Well, Idaho is totally a thing, but I've never heard that iteration. Of oh,
0: okay. Sorry. Yes. Yes. No, you're good. So, that was
1: that was fresh.
0: At least, at least, at least, there's that. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, did did you? So you grew up in Idaho or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Idaho, and um, I recently was living in Colorado for the past seven years, and that's where. My partner and i started veganography and veganography is um our film production company and basically our mission is to create art that inspires people to go vegan and also um amplifies the activism of people who are already vegan so that we can kind of all work together to create a better more compassionate obviously vegan future for all living beings
0: I like that mission a lot. You know, do you take what you're good at? Were you always into film? Were you like a film buff when you were you know, looking at you watch a lot of movies?
1: Right, yeah, that's a very interesting question. So, no, not at all. Um, uh, my partner and I actually have a background in classical music. We're both classical musicians. yeah, so we have like advanced degrees in in classical music, and I had like a whole career as a as a cellist and teacher and wow. was doing lots of stuff that uh, wasn't filmmaking and wasn't wasn't vegan. But, um, I became vegan when I was nineteen. And so I you know was personally vegan, but had this career in classical music. and the longer that I was in classical music, um, it was it was a very rewarding uh, career because I was working with kids and helping them become, you know, more beautiful versions of themselves and develop really wonderful character traits like delayed gratification and work ethic and you know, yeah. the ability to take criticism. So it was it was really wonderful. But I wasn't impacting animal protection and environmental protection. And the longer I was in it, I was just like, oh, I'm so passionate about veganism. And I really feel like that's what's most important. And so, and my partner felt the same way. And so we decided to leave classical music and we worked at an animal sanctuary for about a year where we kind of um, understood like the the grassroots of how like the vegan movement works and animal sanctuaries. And that was a really wonderful education for us. And then we decided to, Go full force with filmmaking and activism.
0: Wow. That's a really awesome (laughs) story. I love that. Like, um... because classical music so I I used to be very involved in classical music and I know that sometimes even the instruments themselves are are not vegan I mean there's sometimes especially the old instruments I knew I knew a cellist Mm -hmm. who uh played cello he had he had this very special cello that he would only bring Mm -hmm. out just for certain but that one was uh strung with cat parts and um like I think guts I think the guts are on the on the uh, the cat gut strings maybe and then the bow is made of another animal of some kind, I think. Yes, I, he, he, had, he explained it all, and and he would play it, and then he would he would play these other. He'd see like this is probably how Bach heard this. I'd for, I forget which composer he would be using, but mm-hmm. Bach's a safe one, right? One so of them, be, yeah, yeah, one, one of, of the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> it was lit. It was Franz Litz. I don't know. It was it was uh, one of the big ones, and he uh-huh. and he play it, and um, and it was a different sound. Holy shit! I was like, what? I, I was. It, it's a very different sound with the gat guts on there and mm-hmm. um, and this 500 year old cello. So did you run into that a lot when you were in the business?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting point that not a lot of people, not even a lot of vegans, like that it even occurs to them. Um, my instrument, I did not use gut strings. So gut strings kind of fell out of uh, fashion in like the right. uh, 19, 20th century so um now they use steel strings so it's you know the strings the strings are vegan but if you're performing like um some people choose to to use gut for that particular sound that you were describing and i remember i met this one um really famous cellist from uh england and he was his thing was like switch to gut like everyone switch to gut switch to gut strings you just go around saying that crazy. <laughs> just like which is crazy and then yeah unfortunately the bows are strung with horse hair as well So yeah, that was kind of like another area of like cognitive dissonance. It's like, this is my career. This is what I'm doing. But like, it's inherently not vegan with like the bow. And so that really bothered me as well.
0: It's really, you know, with horse hair, I I really equate it to kind of like feathers where they're going to be a co-product. And I'm really active in the, Mm -hmm. in um, the anti-feather in entertainment and um, puppetry because of Mm -hmm. Jim Henson companies nearby. And we've been trying to get Big Bird to stop being covered with dead animals. And, um, Mm -hmm but a lot of people think oh they just pick up the feathers off the floor and au contraire that's not how they're getting the horse hairs for your bow either they're not like oh a horse died (laughs) lucky us guess we'll make some bows to you know we've got a back order we've got a backlog of ordering these things and we've been waiting for a horse to die right (laughs) it's not how (laughs) it works right that's how any capitalist endeavor ever works um yeah yeah, I, i but i get that cognitive dissonance because it's really difficult to equate horsehair to dead horses right
1: right right yeah, yeah especially when you i mean you grew i grew up with it since i was like 7 years old like i had no idea back then like it was just part of what what my life was and then all of a sudden when i became vegan like it was like wow this thing that i've chosen as my career like is inherently uh, opposed to this very important value of mine so i think that um, um among many many other sure. reasons was you sure. know the, why we we
0: chose to leave music is there a vegan option with uh with like the bows and stuff have they have we come in as any ground been made have, a, have we
1: yeah i'm i don't think so no oh um there might be there might be like synthetics but it's not it's not widely available at all i tried like looking into it you know at least three years three four years ago and it, there wasn't really anything
0: oh my god damn do you still yeah. love classical music? Do you still listen to it? Or are you just like, no, that's a different part of my life. Yeah. I'm over it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, um, classical music was, like I said, a part of who I was since I was seven years old. And um, I really like had a, had a love for classical music. And I still do. But there was also a lot of um, just like traumatic things that you have to go through, um, especially when you're in like the collegiate environment and the graduate environment and like the you know the the professional environment there's a lot of um
0: yeah, like, kind of like mixed
1: emotions yeah, yeah. It, it's like seriously like whiplash i'm not yeah. joking it's <laughs> like that's your life every day and um i'm really grateful that that we went through that my partner um you know is, is a classical musician was a classical musician as well and it really like made us um stronger people and have stronger characters and be able to that's what take all people who have been, and...
0: anyone who's been through traumatic experiences <laughs> yeah. always i say the same shit i'm like well i'm glad yeah. i spent so long in hospitality because i've got a skin <laughs> thicker than a white rhino yeah. let me tell you like exactly. nothing phases like... me yeah
1: <laughs> and i think i think that is honestly very a very important skill as an activist because you have people trying to tear you down all the time and you have yeah. to stay calm, stay professional. If there's a tiny little bit of validity to what they're saying, you have to be able to take that in and be better next time. So yeah, it all it all came together. It all helped, like helped us, you know, become who we are and what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah, I guess that's that's the only way to, uh, to, to, to do it right is to say like, well, yeah. that's made me who I was, I guess <laughs> that's all I can think like, that's the way to do it. But um, <laughs> but what made you I guess like you're in Idaho playing classical music does not seem like you're one of those people who were like you know drenched in patchouli thinking about <laughs> saving the planet where how did you go vegan out of nowhere what yeah. was that all about yeah
1: yeah so um we were in uh, all of this was actually in Denver Colorado so like Denver and Boulder um we just mm, recently patchouli land. To, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> so there's
1: lots of patchouli uh yeah where we were where we were living um or they call it so, patchouli but
0: it's not it's a little uh yeah, it's, even... it's the real stuff yeah i remember i <laughs> yeah, went to denver i went to denver right when they friggin legalized it i was there just just coincidentally i was there for the great american beer festival in denver it's a really big thing in, in food and beverage mm-hmm. a lot of people go sometimes it's on people's bucket list i've been a few times and we went to concerts afterwards because we had like we had like tickets and shit it was like it was very like it was pretty cool. We had a pretty cool like VIP yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. you know. So we got to go to some cool. But damn, man, I don't even. I was not even smoking, and I was high for most of my time there because of. Oh yeah. Everywhere you go, it's contact. Yeah, time.
1: The, the residual. Yeah, um, and the it's like really strong now too. Like, <laughs> right. like the edibles. The edibles, like when you get the lowest amount, it's like ten milligrams of THC. I do a quarter of that, <sighs> and I'm like, can't.
0: Function. I so, I won't do edibles crazy. because of it. When I, yeah, So yeah. I was living in Vegas when they made it legal because it was, it was legal in Nevada a year before it was legal here. And I was living in, in Nevada and, um, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, what do I care? No big deal. Yeah. It, I, I cared immediately thereafter because people would come into the bar because I was a bar guy. I was a barman manager mm-hmm. and, uh, people would drink, a, order a beer and then pass out unresponsive. Oh my Just, God unresponsive yeah. like where you're not a good it, situation because usually with drunks you do this thing where there's a little trick little hack if if your friend's mm-hmm. drunk and you really want to wake them up you you put your knuckles like this and you and you rub their sternum they go right right up and then if that doesn't really? work you take a pencil and you just you just press on the on like their on their fingernails just a little bit whoa mm-hmm. they wake right up yeah they'll they'll wake right up okay <laughs>
1: it's
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know if they're faking anyway unresponsive dead to the world mm-hmm. and that happened kept happening because people would do gummies with like 95 mm-hmm. percent thc thinking they're superman there's like there's thc yeah. levels now at 95 who the hell wants 95 percent of anything i don't know yeah like if you told Crazy. me there was if i gave you a shot of alcohol and i was like it's 95 percent alcohol you tell me to go so what are you yeah. talking about i'm not gonna kill myself anyway 95 percent of anything's a bad deal
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes
0: <laughs> so i was trying i was gonna say even veganism like you know kim kardashian thinks she's 95 percent you're 100 vegan and you're not there's no 95 percent. sorry yeah. that was a weird tangent um emma so you're in denver you're 19 years old and the world yes. is so bright your future is so so bright and beautiful and you're like wow i'm 19 oh. years old and i'm in denver veganism yeah
1: yeah so i yeah was in college you know studying classical music but i think i had an experience very similar to a lot of people you know at least in this country um where i grew up on the standard american diet so lots of you know meat cheese dairy eggs and Mm -hmm. i think i was like quite honestly like addicted to food like my relationship with food was really not good i felt i was like always thinking about food right like i it's not like i was just living my life it's like when's my next meal what am i eating like when can i have cheese next you know like i really didn't have a healthy um relationship with food and i wasn't very healthy in my body like i wasn't extremely overweight but like i didn't feel comfortable in my body and i didn't yeah. feel confident in who i was and it, it it's really not even like a looks thing it's just like i felt like kind of greasy like just in my body do you know what i mean mm.
0: i completely it feels like someone put sugar in your gas tank like yeah. your gear, your gears are sticking yeah. together you got like charlie yeah. chaplin in between the gears in modern times totally yeah,
1: totally. So so that was kind of like my daily experience and and I just really it, it but for like my entire life. So, you know, I had like 19 years of this. Right. And um, so I just didn't feel comfortable in my body and and I didn't feel healthy. And then um, there's a big dramatic story. But basically, like my boyfriend broke up with me on the streets of D.C. With on the on the 4th <laughs> of July. On no, the 4th of July, America's the birthday. I know, I know, I know. And so I had this like super, Yes. And <laughs> so this like super dramatic moment where it's like, okay, like that sucks. And like things need to change.
0: He was a and carny, so, I bet. He was a carny? He,
1: oh, he was a total carny. You, you can't total trust carnies. Yes. That's the thing. I know, you could, I know. You could
0: chalk it up to that. I shouldn't have trusted a carny.
1: I know, I know. So I had this really traumatic experience and I was like, all right, I haven't been feeling good for a long time this, you know, significant relationship is over, like, this is a good time to just, like, change things up. And so I identified, like, my relationship with food and how I felt in my body is, like, a really primary issue in my life. And Mm -hmm. so I did a lot of, like, health research and came across all of the documentaries that are out there. Um, And I just became, you know, completely convinced by all of the scientific research behind a whole food plant-based diet. And so I actually went Whole food plant-based overnight like I which didn't which, do which any.
0: documentary were you really which one which one was the one there's i know you watched think, a lot what was the one that was like mm-hmm. Ugh, you got me
1: i think what the health was the one what
0: the health okay that's a good one yes. i get that one a lot yes. i get that yes. one a lot what the mm-hmm. hell's a good one mm-hmm. all, yeah. right, all, game right, changers all right
1: didn't come out yet game changers had not come out yet this is pre-game changers
0: I'm, I'm on the I'm on the whole thing with Game Changers. I think they should change the name of Game Changers and change the name, because they're coming out Game Changers 2. And I think they should change uh-huh. the name of it because I only remember one part of that movie. I, I was already vegan for a long time uh-huh. <laughs> when that movie came out. But then I was like, Arnold's vegan? Because I don't know, I probably a lot of people were like, Arnold's vegan? And he, of course he's not. Uh-huh. But like, yeah. he was like, that's all marketing. Do you don't, don't eat the animal because it's just marketing. You need all that protein get in the chopper and they're like he's, he's saying you know and i so i watched mm-hmm. it because arnie you know i don't mm-hmm. give a shit about all the sports stuff but anyway i only remember that one part when they when yeah the one i think they should change it to um game changers too if you're not vegan your penis won't work i think that's the only part uh, yeah
1: I think that was the most important part of the entire documentary.
0: It's it's clearly yeah. a movie made for men. So yeah. why the hell like cuz the even when they had like the female athletes there's like, "Oh, some lady athletes are also. Oh, <laughs> there's also some lady athletes." That's how they that's how they treated it. It was so ridiculous. It, yeah. was like, yeah. it was like Oh, there's also women's sports. Have you heard of those? Ladies <laughs> also. It's like a 1920s like <laughs> <laughs> and 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 mother also enjoys a bit of a snack from time to time. It was like that, so they might as well just go full in. It's a thing for dudes. how not to have your penis stop working is what is what the movie should be called
1: exactly yes part there two. should be an entire movie about that yeah that's
0: yeah. <laughs> it's called it, we have it it's called Game changers. It's the only man who's ever watched that movie that's the only part they remember yeah so, I agree. so what the health that's good you saw what the health and you're like okay plant-based diet got it but that's not veganism
1: no no so I that I went whole food plant-based vegan overnight because of that documentary and I immediately (laughs) felt amazing um
0: (laughs) (laughs) that too I suppose maybe that could be part two that's what they should make part two part one should have been PP don't worky and part two could have been something along the lines of that something like mm-hmm. that would have been a good part to taste better yeah that would be good something something mm-hmm. if it's going to be about our sexual organs then go in just go full in yeah go all for it all yeah just don't it. why why beat around the bush here with this stuff oh we're actually it's about athleticism nobody cares i'm not going to be an athlete i'm not going to fucking tackle tom brady that's not happening like i don't I'm not interested who was that movie for yeah. Other football yeah. players, like, anyway. <laughs> sorry. <Anyway. Yeah. laughs> so then, uh, so then you were like, okay, I the ethics got into you somehow. How'd that happen? Yeah. Yes,
1: they did. Yes, they did. So I felt like amazing and became like totally, you know, convinced on a whole food. Plant based diet. And I was happy. I was kind of like a a health vegan for maybe like a year. And then um, I actually don't remember what got me into ethics. I think it was probably visiting an animal sanctuary um, for the first time. And that was an interesting experience like already being vegan, but not necessarily knowing about the ethics Mm -hmm. and then meeting farmed animals at an animal sanctuary and learning about. You know the the horrible things that go on in the animal agriculture industry because it's yeah. like i'm not actively contributing to that right now because i'm not buying you know food animal products but learning about all the other like forms of abuse like in clothing and entertainment and and all in byproducts and stuff like that and so i think uh visiting the animal sanctuary about a year after i'd already become vegan was really transformational for me and you know learning all of that you know horrible information in the presence of rescued individuals that are living a wonderful life was very very powerful for me and so i went down the rabbit hole of ethics and then became like a total ethical environmental vegan. So I'm, you know, I'm all about health, I'm all about ethics, I'm all about environment as well. Because yeah. um I think it, it's really it all comes down to like nonviolence towards all living beings, you know, including yourself, nonviolence to your body, nonviolence to other people's bodies, and nonviolence to the planet as a living being.
0: Yeah, I I think that for me, I came through it. I came to it through nonviolence. I was against violence and Mm -hmm. oppression, and that's how I became. I was like, well, yeah, okay, of course I'm vegan. That's why it's called vegan, of course. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and I get that people they go, wow, we're committing violence in all these different ways, and I completely commiserate with the idea because even now I've been vegan for 18 years, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'll still see shit on Instagram or something where I'm like, God damn and i'll go i'm so glad i'm vegan cuz i have nothing yeah. to do with that i didn't know y'all yeah. were doing that shit you know like there's still new things that i find out that people are doing to animals that um enrage me um but also yeah. i do find some relief and this just purely selfish you know like i do i do find some kind of a solace in that at least i'm not doing that holy shit um, right. But also, there's a. Then there's also, well, what can I do to stop it, right? And I guess that's where you're at.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally relate to that feeling. Like, I I still open up Instagram sometimes, and there's like, oh my god, like I can't look at that. And I have the same exact feeling. Like, I'm so glad I'm not contributing to that. However, it's still going on. Yeah. And so, how can we? How can we like actively stop that? And I think that's what really drove me to leave classical music. Is that it became? I came to a point where it wasn't enough for me to just personally be vegan, I actually had to get involved in activism and like further the movement itself. And that's what I wanted to dedicate my life to. And and my partner, John felt the exact same way. We kind of had this like mind melt, like we were feeling that same thing at the same time. And so we kind of left Uh, classical music together
0: did you guys go vegan together as well or or did you uh, tell me how that worked out
1: yeah so I um I went vegan before I met him and then I met him about a a, maybe a year and a half later and he was not vegan at Uh all but we had a very strong connection so I was like okay I'm gonna like give him a chance like he definitely has to be vegan for us to like be long term so um I kind of took him through the process of what I had went through where I was just like, hey, let's watch these documentaries. Let's see what you think. He thought they were very convincing. And I said, why don't you just try going vegan for three weeks and see how you feel? Like, you don't have to commit to it. You can, if you want, you can go back to eating animals. I if you're not going to commit to it, but- I'm not going to admit <laughs> to you exactly i mean i knew yeah yeah yeah. i knew in my head like you know if you're not going vegan long term like this is not gonna work but i wanted to give him the opportunity so you know i said why don't you just go vegan for three weeks and see how you feel and you don't have to do it forever but let's just see how you feel and at the end of three weeks he was like this is the best decision i've ever made i feel so amazing i feel stronger i feel healthier i feel like i have more energy he literally felt like his brain was clearer he was like i feel like i'm a smarter human being
0: yeah, those first, months, those first couple months, you feel that way, right? Yeah,
1: those
0: those first couple months, I remember like within thirty days, my asthma, my eczema, and my skin were all yep. completely were so much better. My skin felt tighter. It was weird, and, and I think it's mostly because my eczema was gone over. Like in thirty days, my eczema went away because eczema and asthma are really closely related. Absolutely. And so every time, and I had chronic asthma into my twenties, and I I didn't. <laughs> It's just this great bonus that came along with uh, giving a shit. You know, it's just amazing yeah. that it's almost exactly. like a Rastafarian thing. Like you get, you know, it's like you're, that um, that your diseases are are the punishment for what we do to the animals. And that's like the why, why Rastafarians sometimes are, some are vegan. Most of them eat fish, but um, oh. but it feels that way. Like, God damn it, just a nice little bonus for not killing anybody it really
1: does like it really is this kind of like if you think about it on like an energetic level when you are eating animals your body is deriving sustenance from Pain and suffering. Your body is literally like breaking apart the molecules of these animals and building up your body with those mo- molecules. So your body is made from pain and suffering, and that manifests in things mm-hmm. like eczema or asthma. I had super bad acne since the time I was eight years old. Like, can mm-hmm. you imagine being an eight-year-old with acne? Like, it sucked. It's it early.
0: Sucked.
1: Yeah, it was really early, and I had horrible acne from eight years old until when I went vegan. And then yeah. when I was vegan, like it cleared up, and and now I look back on that, and it's like, yeah, it is kind of that like, energetic like karma. It's like if you're, you know, committing harm against others, like that's going to come back at you, and you know, various ways, whether that's acne or heart disease or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It it, it kind of, I think that's a really good way. <sighs> yeah,
0: I mean, it's it. almost like a scientific explanation of this thing that we call karma. You know, it's like it's, you could call it whatever you want but it sur feels like karma. So you might as well call it that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I, I get that. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, especially women, but boys too, are having a lot of hormonal things happening because of how much is in their milk and everything at that at that yeah. age, it's not surprising that women are young girls, not women, girls are getting their periods at eight or nine years old. They're getting acne at eight or nine years old. It's, mm-hmm. it's because we're pumping them full of uh mood juice it's disgusting yeah you're pumping
1: yeah. them full of sex hormones like sex that's hormones, what milk right. is yeah that's right.
0: the secretions of yeah. of other species it's um yeah yeah um well i love that because you were able to find someone who i feel like because i get that question a lot like how do you find a vegan um lover partner whatever and uh, i'm like well first you set your standards higher secondly <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you you because that was always my thing we're not going to be serious if you're not vegan that's yeah that's because we're not going to get along and if you have if you yeah. share my values we're just yeah if we if you that's share too my values, fundamental to of a value
1: right. yeah to like not be on the same page
0: i totally yeah. agree I, can, I don't understand mm-hmm. how so many like uh vegan youtubers I'm sure because you're in, in the content creating uh, circuit now, you see a lot of these pick me vegans who are like, "Oh well, my my boyfriend's not vegan. I just cook an extra meal for him." And I'm going, "What? Yeah. You're, how could you be okay with that?"
1: I don't know. I wouldn't.
0: Yeah. No. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. So that you, so he's so he's all on board with the with the proselytizing thing too, huh? He's like, "Let's go." Oh yeah. Go.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, so he was actually, he was the one who left classical music a little before me. So he was, he is extremely motivated by health and ethics and environments. Like he's a very, very ethical vegan, wants to devote his life to this as well. And that's why we started Veganography together and worked at the Animal Sanctuary together. So, so it's, cool. it's kind of amazing. I feel like really grateful to have found a person that, you know, shares my background in classical music, so understands what that's like and has, mm-hmm. you know, the similar um, life experience and skills and um, someone who's, you know, vegan and motivated by everything, health, ethics and environment, um, who's a creator, he's a beautiful artist and we really create art really well together and then someone who like we, I can start a business with, too. Yeah. And like we're you know partners in art or partners in business or partners in life. Um, and it all started like with going vegan together. So I yeah, think it's I, I feel yeah i feel extremely
0: lucky to to be with with john well i'm sure i'm sure i hope he's watching right now and, uh, and <laughs> i hope he's blushing yeah. wherever he is he's like yeah someone's <laughs> someone should be getting a card or some shit, right maybe a little drawing oh. or something god damn mm-hmm. the um <laughs> um that's really nice did uh are 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 what what is what is veganography and how are we what what does that what does that look like to you? This new online creation and and what what's yeah you know, what are your hopes and dreams with this?
1: Yeah, so we started out as like filmmakers, so we've you know made um, quite a few like short uh, to long length films, like you know anywhere from 20 to 60 minutes, and we created um, a lot of films with the animal sanctuary that we used to work at too. And we really love like the kind of longer form content like that because you really get to tell someone's story in a very detailed way so all of our films are about um you know telling telling rescue stories of animals or um illuminating you know animal industries and how you know um horrible they are so everything's about storytelling and Mm -hmm. educating the public and and we really love that longer form content because you get to be very detailed however um or and i and i'll say we're uh We've created, I think, um, six or seven films uh, of that length by now. And we've been accepted to um, 14 international film festivals and won awards at eight of them. Wow. So we're very lucky to you know, be able to showcase our, our longer form content in that way. Um, yeah. However, we have recently really fallen in love with social media. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like a weird thing to say. But um, before we created Veganography, we were not on social media at all. So we did not have personal Instagram or Facebook accounts. So we were like not in that world at all. Oh, and when cr- we started- I don't, I don't know, even understand how
0: in Boise, Idaho, where there's like, how many people live in Boise? 100,000? There's like, it's a small area, right? There's
1: It's actually like 250.
0: 250,000 people living in Boise. Yeah. It's a It's a proper uh-huh. city, I suppose. So I guess you could get out and get some stimulation but no 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 social media seems like you're out in the you sound it seems like you're out in the sticks yeah
1: yeah i mean yeah so we had made that choice you know for a variety of reasons um honestly tracing back to being a musician it's just like you got to be practicing your instrument oh, like 12 yeah. hours a day like you mm-hmm. know and anything is a distraction so it was kind of it is some kind of unhealthy classical music stuff but not having social media was good um mm-hmm. anyway we had we had never been on social media before and then when we started veganography we started our instagram account kind of fresh like i don't even really know like what instagram is and like or you know what how it works and so there was a learning curve but we have actually fallen in love with the platform because it's so uh, such a way to reach so many people with education and we really love the short form content packing in like a lot of um a lot of facts and stories like in a very short amount of time that can reach many many different people and we found that that has a lot even more impact than like longer form films do so Mm. we're really leaning into instagram and social media right now
0: have you guys repurposed any of your longer format? Because that's something that I really enjoy doing is taking things like like what we're doing right now and then cutting it up and just editing it down to my five minute, my one minute, and trying to do some of that. And since you already have all of that longer form, have you done any of that?
1: We haven't. Um, that's a really great idea, though. Like we will definitely um, look into doing that. It's sometimes hard, like with with formatting and how things look on on the screen, but that's a really good point. We'll definitely look into
0: that. But that's like a challenge that, you know, once you start learning how to overcome that challenge, you get, you get pretty good at it after a while. And then you could like, Mm -hmm. and people, people are, people know that this was okay. This is normally at this. So they they understand that, and it's so forgiving. People are so forgiving when it comes to short form because it's such a small Mm -hmm. investment on their behalf. It's like on their part, it's only, you know, 15 to 30 to 60 seconds for short form. I mean, who's complaining? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, totally.
0: You spell shit wrong, no one even cares because it's short form. It's only seven seconds, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you spell something wrong on an eight-second video and someone complains about it, they're the problem. You know, it's eight-second video. Get over it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, her socials are vegan hon, What's her social? All the all of, everything is in the links of the show. It's also on our Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, it's on our. Instagram today on my, on the vegan, of course, Instagram, and also on this channel. Her socials are all over my channel right now. Um, (laughs) On all my channels. Thank you. (laughs) So if you can't find them, you can, if you can't find them, email me, I'll send them to you. Um, (laughs) The miracle (laughs) that you wouldn't find them though. Uh, That's really exciting though. But um, why, Okay. So, I mean, I, I guess not why filmmaking, but who was the filmmaker? It's not something that you just jump into with both feet normally because there's a there, mm-hmm. there's a few barriers. Uh, even though the barriers aren't as, as steep as they used to be because social media and that, but yes, not where you started. You started on the other side where you've got a tech barrier. You've got a expertise mm-hmm. barrier. You've got a time management barrier <clears throat> because... Um, I don't know. When I first started editing again, it been a, it had been a while. It's not like riding a bicycle. It takes friggin' forever to edit anything, especially when you're starting out. Um, mm-hmm. How did you overcome those? And why why did you uh, you know undertake such a challenge?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So, um, there are actually so many similarities between classical music and filmmaking. And John in particular, my partner, is a really talented composer. So mm. he, um, he was a trumpet player. so he you know uh, has his, um, his degrees in trumpet performance, but he was also a really, really talented composer and music composing software. Is literally the totally. same thing as Yeah, like as non,
0: yeah that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. The trumpet makes yes. me think of the very 1st nonlinear editor of ever. The very 1st nonlinear editor was a was a trumpet player, and really, um, yeah, his name was uh, a, 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 a a very low. Nobody knows this guy. His name was Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no he's was very popular obviously he was a huge uh, you know groundbreaking you know trumpeter and yeah. uh, he, yeah. he he changed the world but through non-linear he and the beatles were like the first ones to start exper- experimenting with um mm. taking cutting tape in in music and then overlaying them and doing all the things that we now do with a computer weird right
1: oh wow Wow, so yeah. weird. I'm sure John knew that, um, but I am not the trumpet player, and I'm not the composer. But yeah, so but it John... makes sense that it would,
0: it would translate that way because <laughs> yes. that's yes. not just like cla- I, He's not just a classical musician. He's a Correct. he's a composer and an editor, and, a, yes. and he probably had yes. spent some time in recording studios.
1: Oh yeah, tons of time. As yeah. like a producer. So, so for John. You know. Yeah. So for John, he um, like there wasn't really much of a learning curve for for video editing, to be honest, because it was so similar to what he had already been doing. Um, And then the skills that we acquired as a musician, I mean, as a musician, your job is to literally teach yourself how to play the instrument. Right. Like you have your once a week lesson with your your teacher, but it's you the rest of the time and you have to teach yourself. And so we Mm. kind of have those skills of like how to learn. So we um, just honestly tapped into like the internet, like everything you need to know about anything is on the internet. So we just utilized our skills of how to learn that we had gotten from classical music and taught ourselves everything that we know about filmmaking from the internet. (laughs) And there are lots of great creators on there. So it's not like, I mean, like there are lots of great creators that put the information out there. So thank you to all of them, but you know, everything you need to know is on the internet.
0: Yeah, well, there's enough people who are like just one step ahead of you on the yeah, internet exactly. who are just good at the uh, good at putting stuff on the internet. Plus all of the software mm-hmm. design like Adobe has a million videos about how to yeah. do shit and like like mm-hmm. they've put their tutorials out there. That's yeah. so true. I remember when I learned graphic design, I just bought a giant book. And that's mm-hmm. I love that music music is that way like you just brute force it over and over. You just I can't Mm -hmm. I can't get this solo done or I can't get my breathing control down when I sing a song. And then you just do it over and over and over again. And magically, you know,
1: yeah, you break down down the problem, right? It's like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I am. How do I get from here to here? You just break it down into steps. And so that's exactly what we did with filming.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Music, it, you know, learning an instrument, I I tell people all the time, I, I don't think I'd be the same person if I didn't play an instrument. I don't think I could, uh, I would be able to, it, music is a huge part of my life and not professionally anymore, but like, it's a major part of what I do every day. So what what do you like, play? Oh, I just play, I was in a band. I was like in a punk band. I play guitar and I sing. I'm oh, more cool. into like songwriting and like learning songs. I don't mm-hmm. like, I, like I I can write and learn a song, but I'm not. I'm not sitting there like I'm not you know doing all that mm-hmm. shit, but um, mm-hmm. I could, like I, I know a couple little things, but like yeah, um, but it's a huge part of my life, and I, I just way it's a way to express yourself and, and exercise a different part of your mind. But I think that that you're right that all the skills that you acquire and that pace, what do you call it, delayed gratification? That mm-hmm. is, um, they've done studies with cows that uh, if when they give cows when they give cows puzzles that when they figure them out they have this aha moment and they'll jump for joy Mm -hmm. and and they'll they'll get really excited i feel like that's that's what that's what playing a musical instrument is like you know
1: it is yeah and that's what what making a film or or social media content is like too it's like you have this idea and then you have you have to do all this work to you know get the results and that's Mm -hmm. what we I, i think another thing that really attracted us to filmmaking and content creation and away from music was with music you put so much work, like thousands of hours into something and you perform it. And then like, it's gone.
0: Like the moment is gone. Your
1: art. Yeah. Your art is gone. Like, and yeah, there's recordings, but it's like, it's not the same thing. Like you're working up to this one moment of performance, but with filmmaking. Yeah. yeah, And then it's gone. But with filmmaking and content creation, you, you have that product like that product lives forever and you can constantly tweak it. And that's what we were really missing in, in music is like, the kind of fleeting nature of the the art form and yeah. and filmmaking and photography is is so much more um evergreen
0: yeah and not yeah it's because you've because you've you've managed to create an artifact whereas mm-hmm. in um stage i i did a lot of shakespeare and a lot of performance stuff when i was in a mm-hmm. band and it was like once it's gone it's ephemeral right it, there's nothing yeah there's nothing there and and all you got for mm-hmm. it was yeah Exactly. Sometimes it's five people, sometimes it's 5,000, but it's always this. Yeah.
1: It's like, great job, all right. Yeah. We'll now get the, <laughs>
0: now go back where you came from, you stinky. Yes. Like, go back, go, and exit through the service door. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that's always <laughs> – even like and – the, and the owner. Like, <laughs> thanks for selling me more tickets. Thanks for selling me more booze. Now, get the – get out of here no matter what performance arts all like that i don't care if it's shakespeare classical or punk rock you're Mm -hmm. there to sell booze and tickets and that's all you're there to do and yeah we we make high art out of it but it's still the uh it's still yeah just
1: yep exactly
0: well I, i i like that um that it's 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 mission-driven as well. I don't know that you're able to always do that with music unless you have like lyrical, you know, messages that oftentimes feel heavy, you know, heavy-handed. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, and like I said before, that's what really was was missing, because I was primarily like a teacher, and I, yeah, I was Mm. having, I had these wonderful relationships with these children, and I really was developing like, you know, beautiful character traits through the study of music, but I felt like so stifled and it's like I can't talk about veganism because that's not appropriate right like the parents are gonna get mad at me because you know I'm trying to like force my beliefs on them and I really just felt like I just want to talk about veganism all day like that's just what I want to do and so like filmmaking and content creation was the way it's like this is how we can spread this message and and talk about it all day long and think about it and write about it and just iterate Mm -hmm. on it and that's like where the name came from veganography, O-graphy means to to write about something. And um, I am I really love writing and, and writing, you know, uh, appears in, in all our films and content and stuff like that. So um, it was just like, that's what we just want to do all day. We just want to talk about veganism and inspire people to go vegan and help other vegans like be more effective advocates.
0: Yeah. And we couldn't
1: do that through music.
0: No, it's it's not it's not a very uh, apt tool for that all the time. And mm-hmm. if people figure it out, then let me know because I'd love to see it. Do you have any like yeah. compose? I whenever time I talk to someone who is into classical music, do you have any contemporary mm-hmm. composers you think are cool still, or ones that are worth checking out? Do you do, do you like any com- contemporary guys? Because I mean, if you're into contemporary music, you're usually stuck with like film scores and um you know philip glass i guess or something and yeah and i really i i I love lubimer milnick and but he does a lot of film scores too i guess but Mm -hmm. um i don't know i love i love contemporary classical but it's really hard to get it or to like Mm because you need to you need to have the search term or else you're just if you just type in uh contemporary classical you get a bunch of philip glass and like uh richter right max richter but that's all you get yep yep Mm -hmm. that's
1: that's yeah okay so i am probably the wrong person to ask and we're gonna get a little bit into like classical music uh culture here so as a cellist um string musicians are known for being very like not um not liking modern stuff like we're very much like oh beethoven and bach and like very traditionalist and that's how i was raised and that's you know the culture that i grew up in i remember being mad when like other instruments would play like the bach cello suites because i was like that's, that's only for ch- cello, like yeah, like stop doing that. And now I think that's like total bullshit. Now I don't feel that way now, but that's how well, I was. I'm
0: then. a purist, <laughs> goddamn you! <laughs> yes. How dare you I know, play a I know. theremin? It's just I thought a theremin part. There were no theremins when Beethoven wrote that.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's a- so that's kind of the culture that I grew up in. So to be honest, like the only like really mo- contemporary stuff that I was exposed to was um, maybe like George Crumb. George Crumb actually wrote a really cool uh, cello sonata. Um, So I like the George Crumb cello sonata. And yeah, Philip Glass is kind of boring, but I honestly really like his stuff. It's It's very like soothing.
0: It's not, I mean, some of it's great, but it's like, it's Mm -hmm. all, that's the problem is it's like saying, I don't know. I want, hey, can I listen? I want to listen to rock and roll and you got Elvis. And it's like, yeah, Elvis is great. But that's yeah. not fucking... That's not all of rock and roll, like... You know what I mean? It's just kind of... I, I totally
1: know what you mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah, so... He might be the I eldest have... of contemporary music... Contemporary that's classical. A
1: good, that's a good, like, analogy. I like it. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not... I'm not really the person to ask because the culture of like cellists is like you focus on, you know, the tradition and not so much contemporary. So sorry. I don't think I have a good answer for no, that.
0: No, it's totally okay. We were, um, I, I, I try to like, I do this history thing cause uh, Debussy, Claude Debussy mm-hmm. was uh, was it was his birthday or something recently. And um, Claire de Lune was something that I was like, oh, my God, he wrote Claire de Lune. And I, I knew that. Yeah. And so I so I played it on the channel and it, it I got a copyright strike strike for it. And oh, um, no. yeah, but I, I muted it. It's not a big deal, but uh, it just kind of sucks. But on the live stream, I get away with a little bit more, you know, because if you watch it live, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's Claude Debussy's um, I'd say Claude Debussy my whole life. And it's like, no, it's Claude Debussy, apparently. But um, mm-hmm. I just found that out. But <laughs> but at least I knew who he was. And, you did, you did. You know what I mean? Because of Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Because of, cause of, cause of the, the last scene in Ocean's Eleven played. played <laughs> I <laughs> well, don't know. No. I don't know that. <laughs> You're not even a, fi- are you a fan of film at least? Or is John a fan of film? Or are you guys just making them, not watching them?
1: So, no, I have to say like Hans Zimmer is like a true genius like i i love studying what he does with film and what when you really when you study film scores you understand how important music is to the overall product and how music can change what you feel based on what you're seeing and i think that's another thing that we really try to incorporate in our work um because john is such a great composer and we both have um uh backgrounds in classical music and understand, you know, choral structures and stuff like that, we really craft the music um, that is underneath the visuals in our film to elicit, like, certain
0: emotions. Awesome. That's fantastic. Do you guys get into anything else, or do you, are you into any other kind of pop culture stuff? Or are you do you guys um, ever just chill out and, you know, Netflix and chill or anything? <laughs> yeah. Netflix. We're
1: actually really, really into um, fitness. So uh, John just ran his first marathon, vegan oh, marathon. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was a big deal. We wore our, like, herbivore shirts while we were running so we could, like, yeah. represent, like, you know, we're vegans, you know, running. I did, like, the 10K and he did the marathon. So um, we're really into, like, fitness as a form of activism um, because I think a lot of people have this idea of, like, vegans being, like, shriveled up string beans, you know? And it's, like, yeah. no, like, it it. Fit- you do not need to eat animals to be strong. Like you just need to put in the work at the gym. Like it's the, the you veganism provides all the nutrition you could ever need to become big and strong. You just need to put in the work. And so we kind of
0: we love yeah.
1: uh, fitness and working out as a as a different form of activism.
0: I like that. Yeah, when I when I trained for a marathon, I wore a, a powered by tofu shirt a lot because nice. I thought it was yeah. Mostly because people would see you. They, they see when you're training, people see you all the time. Like if you live in a small mm-hmm. town, everyone sees you all day. Like running, you're putting in those miles. You got to be able to. People are gonna be driving by, honking their horn, throwing beer yeah, balls. You got to represent. You. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> you have to absolutely. So, yeah. uh, so what is next? What is next for Veganography? What can people expect to find um, when they follow you, uh, when they when they get there? And, and and what's what are what are what are you what do you have in the works?
1: Yeah, we have two really exciting projects in the works. So we're actually writing a book, um, and the book is all about how to be an effective advocate for veganism. So the book is for vegans. And it's basically taking you through strategies for effective communication so that you can feel confident whenever someone you know challenges you on veganism, you can answer their questions with like a good logical answer and actually inspire them to go vegan. So this is all about arming vegans with the tools they need to inspire the people in their communities and their circles to also go vegan. Because I think um, activism, you know it takes a lot of different forms like there's you know social media there's protesting there's you know content creation but one of the most powerful and accessible forms of activism is just everyday conversations with your community you know if we all inspired just one friend or one family member to go vegan every year like the whole world would be vegan in 7 years and so that is the power that like we have as vegans in our um in our you know kind of circle we can actually make a huge difference by just inspiring those close to us to go vegan so our Uh book is all about arming people with the tools to do that and um it's about 50 percent done right now we're gonna be able to publish it um, by the end of this year or early january next year
0: are you guys gonna do an audible with the music? Cause you can do like. Music. We are yes, we're gonna do an yeah. audible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you gonna have music in it? Cause how cool would that be, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a great
1: idea. Yeah, and we might even do. We might even do like a little at the end of every chapter, like a little podcast recording for the audible as well.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. I love stuff like that, or like companion. I when um mm. Gary Francione did his book, he, that's what he started the abolition approach. Um, uh website as a companion and he did like a podcast companion to the book which mm-hmm. i actually love the companion more i i'm re-listening to the companion now i'm not going to reread the book but um you know i i enjoyed the i enjoyed that the companion pieces it's almost like in the when they made the matrix they had like you could play the video game and watch the movie and do the you know whatever, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Anyway, so No, it
1: really helps it like come to life. Yeah, Yeah. I totally get what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I don't think we do that as much anymore. Like when Bjork album used to come out, you would have like some video, a music video, the album artwork, the music itself, you'd have all of these other things to kind of ground it in reality. So maybe it wouldn't be just ephemeral. You wouldn't just be like at the end, you know what I mean? Like you have a, a little bit more of a connection with the piece. I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that way of putting it. That's a really, really like logical way of connecting all of those ideas. I try. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. I was an so English that's major, our, that's our... what we do. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's all we do. We connect ideas. That's all we do. Yeah.
1: It's someone needs to. Right? Someone
0: someone's gotta do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone someone's, someone's gotta funny. be out there trying to make that yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. when you went, when you went vegan, I, I forgot to ask you earlier, did you, um, did you, had your parents and all them, did you have a family that supported you through that or did you have a support system?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting question. So, uh, my family was supportive in the fact that they were like, yeah, be vegan. Like we don't care. But I, when I became vegan, especially when I learned about the ethical side, I, so wanted them to go vegan too and I like so went overboard and I was that stereotypical like angry vegan like you have to do this like Like, Mm -hmm. you know what animals are dying like that's death on your plate right there blah blah blah. and I I was so desperate to make them go vegan and they didn't because Mm -hmm. the way that I was communicating with them like pushed them further away from veganism and my mom told me once she was like the information you're saying, like, makes sense, but the way that you're communicating it makes yeah, me not want to do it. That, I know, that, I know. So. But, it, but it was good. It was good feedback. And so that's when I started learning, okay, like, how to communicate is really important. And so when we were working at the sanctuary, and um, my job, I was the director of education and development. And so I gave, like, literally hundreds of tours of the sanctuary. So I talked about this with lots of different people and I really learned how to communicate in a way that made people stop and think and like reconsider their choices and actually want to go vegan. So I think um, having that family that was kind of like unsupportive actually helped me learn this very valuable communication skill. And that's what we're trying to help um, other people do through our book is like learn how to communicate so that we can, strategically you know get people to go to go vegan and that's how we can further the movement and expedite the process of a vegan future
0: i love it when when do you think the book will come out
1: yeah i think um we're going to be able to publish um by the end of this year so by december or uh at latest january so it's a stocking stuffer for all your
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes it's a stocking
1: stuffer for veganuary it's a
0: stocking stuffer for veganuary i like it for all your veganuary needs yes Uh, and so
1: yeah that's the that's the um the first kind of exciting project and then the second exciting project is We are actually partnering with vegan FTA um, the big, you know, Instagram account and nonprofit to do a mini series based on our book. So we're going to come out with a six part mini series to be published on vegan FTA's platform, kind of going through, you know, effective communication for vegans.
0: I love that vegan fta everyone knows that that account that's a really good collab you know the collaboration's where it's at i think that's fantastic good for you guys man that's amazing
1: thank you yeah yeah we're so honored to work with them their their organization is
0: amazing yeah awesome well congrats and um thank you so much for being here uh, maybe next time like maybe i should maybe i should get john on in like a little yeah. while when you're closer would do you think he'd come on that'd be i think that'd be great let's hear his side, little he said she said situation yes. No, I'm just joking. Like, yeah, I'm sure he would love that. He could go, yeah, so I wanted to get with this girl. And she's like, well, if you're going to stick around, you're going to have to go vegan. So, okay. Is that the, that's going to be his version of the story?
1: You know, I actually think my version of the story was pr- is pretty close to what he would say, too. But we'll see. Well, you can test
0: him. Well, if, he's, if, if he'd come on, I'd be glad to have him. I'd be glad to have yeah. you, guys, you, you back as well. And um, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate you. Um, thanks. Anyone who wants to yeah. h- hang out with Emma online can do so over at Veganography. All of the links are in the show notes and all over all of my channels right now. So thanks. Thanks, Emma. Thanks for stopping by.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna play the theme song now. Bye everybody! It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can't fuck themselves. Can't fuck themselves. This is a shot of our videos! awesome how fun was that please and I want to say thank you to all the patreon subscribers thank you to all the members thank you thank you to everyone who watched and didn't forget to like this video you still have a couple seconds left you can still like the video what's what what's keeping you from liking the video wasn't that fun I think we all had a good time um, please go on over to veganofcourse.net where you can pick up some wicked activist shirts that I made myself I think that you'll have a good time and check it out and um, I also Wanted to tell you so now I'm in background checks with this new um with with an animal rights organization. I'm going on tour, I think, guys. This might this might be turning into an on the road show, different location every day, all around America. So that's happening, I think. I think this is actually gonna be going down. So, about 90 days on the road, uh, proselytizing and um, you know, doing some outreach, be badass. I think it'll be a really cool really cool project vegans i'll see you on sunday vegan sunday school starts at 1 p.m pacific standard time i hope i'll see you then lauren morit glass or vegan yoga mama will be joining me then as she always does and it's an open mic so if any of you would like to join us live on the screen to have conversations about veganism and your audacious life as vegans please show up to Vegan Sunday School. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Vegans, we need you. The animals need you. We need each other. Thank you for being here. Bye.